Hello, fellow Cthuloids. Jeremy here with a quick note before the episode. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Kudos to our students at Miskatonic, Wooder Vermeyen, Oystein Boiler, and Rolling Boxcars. What up, Keith? Extra special thanks to our professors at Miskatonic, Tom Douglas, John Imray, Eric Gordon, Eric Miles, and Eric Zane. That's a whole passel of Eric's. And finally, we all bow down and worship at the altar of Brittany Davis, our most illustrious and knowledgeable professor. Honestly, we are awed and humbled by the support of our listeners. If you would like to help our podcast continue to grow, please consider tossing a few shekels our way at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Now, on with the show. Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as private detective Dan Sexy Williams. You know, after washing this robe a few times, it's actually surprisingly comfy and warm. Brian as special agent Jack Cheesy Whiteside. It wasn't a Mihoff. And Gabe as special agent Roy Amazing Arroyo. I, I didn't know that he was the keeper of arcane lore because I've never once listened to this podcast. Well, you should start because it's actually pretty decent. You know, we get uh, we get some nice letters from beyond, for instance. I don't know. It really went downhill after this guy named Gabe showed up. <laughs> do we have some letters? We do have a couple letters here. Yeah, we had uh, took a look at Facebook since our last recording and just wanted to thank Elizabeth Ann Laverne Clark, Tiffany G.C. Sanderson, Brownie Davis, Tobias Erdman, Mark Trinkwall, Lucas Sicardi, Dan Faria, Christian Splid, and Daryl Carlson for their likes, follows, and interaction on our page. That's on Facebook. Nice. On Reddit, uh, we did get a note regarding episode 44.1, our interview with Scott Dorward, author of Hell in Texas. User Wyckoff H1 says, I loved the interview that was done with that scenario writer. Great job interviewing, by the way. Also, I love the new logo. You're welcome. Good job to Justin Levesque. You can see him at justinlevesque.com, and he designed our new logo. So, On Twitter, finally, uh, regarding episode 44, at DM underscore Modoc from gaming blog Rolling Boxcars says, I just finished getting caught up on the At Lovecraft Tapes episodes. Bravo, bravo. A fantastic story in presentation all around. Nice. So appreciate that, guys. Modoc is... Uh, Got a very nice website blog uh, where he does a lot of review of games and uh, RPGs. And he tries to destroy the X-Men. That's true. He tried, but... He reviews no rocket-propelled grenades. Yep. And uh, he usually does it about midnight, but does anybody know really what time it is right now? No. It's time for a commercial! Time to pay the bills. Let's take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. I know, I know, you are unhappy with the current configuration of your face holes. Well, it's okay, because I'm here to help you fix your face hole condom, condra, condra problem thing. Hi, you may remember me and my brother from our earlier advertisement and business in that uh, small little darling town in Texas that uh, did not in any way um, have a, a giant creature possess an old house that was um, not used by a church to not raise money for the not corrupt pastor and his not brother, the sheriff. Shotgun Instant Gun Delivery Service. Well, good news. 
We migrated east to the lovely little town of Arkham, Massachusetts, to introduce the next great advancement in medical technologies. Shotgun rhinoplasty. Where uh, we can do it in seconds what the next guy needs hours for. We can remove just about anything you don't want on your face in a matter of seconds with our patent-pending shotgun removal slugs and buckshot. Now, we can't quite put things back on yet, but we're working on it as fast as we can. Our uh, research and development department is uh, only one guy, and his name is Earl. He's my brother. My other brother, brother-in-law. I think he's married to my aunt, cousin, sister. Ah, give him a break. Anywho, come on down for your next procedure and get 50% off for friends and family. Also, be sure to ask about our double-barrel discount for pets. Shotgun rhinoplasty. Hours to seconds, faces to dust, amen. Check out our franchise opportunities available now in Laplace, Louisiana. And we're back. It's 8.03 p.m. <laughs> See what I did there? It's, you know. Oh, man, that was brilliant. They paid me to laugh like that. Not much, though. No, no. All right, now, dear investigators, we continue chapter six. The big uneasy sound of thunder and lightning and My crackling life. stuff and and some banjo music. My oh. life in the hell house. <laughs> Paddle faster. I hear banjos. Previously on the Lovecraft tapes. After returning home from FBI seclusion, the investigators are immediately drawn into a series of frightening encounters. Jack finds a giant poisonous rattlesnake has been let into his condo somehow, and only through quick thinking and a nearby bedside lamp, he's able to slay the serpent without getting bit. Meanwhile, Dan investigates odd sounds emanating from the study in Blaine Manor, only to discover three intruders ransacking the room. While two escape through a window, the other attacks the hapless detective. Through sleepy, seed-laden eyes, he's able to gun down the strangely emaciated figure, after which he makes a series of puzzling discoveries in the study. Roy awakens to find he's been sketching a strange landscape in his sleep, as well as researching swamp tours down south. The next morning, the three investigators gather to compare notes. Even though signs point toward the New Orleans region, they still don't know anything about the picture Roy drew, the significance of the book Dan found, what might have been stolen from the study, or the identity of the dead man covered by a blanket just down the hall. Jack. Despite the warmth of Dan's delicious crepes in your belly, Mm. you can't quite shake an unnatural chill. Your mind keeps circling back to Tommy Ray. He had a tattoo on the back of his neck, similar to the corpse in the other room. As impossible as it sounds, you wonder if he could have been responsible for the snake attack last night. With a shuddering breath, you realize you should probably tell Dan and Roy more of your family's history with the Glatmanites. Yeah, that's probably what I'm about to do. God damn it, Bobby. Quit whacking it in the camper. We had some problems with some people in my camper. They were all wearing robes. <laughs> They weren't buttoned up in the center. <laughs> Boys, that breakfast's good, but I gotta tell you something. This is not the first time that I've, I've run into this type. You've run into emaciated skeleton fungus people before? Who hasn't? I mean, I've been to Walmart. <laughs> That's what you get for browsing the Craigslist casual meat section. You can get casual meat? <laughs> when I was young, my mom fell in with this group. She did everything she could in her power to get us away from them. Safe place, me and my sister. I vaguely remember somebody, Tommy, but I never really saw him clearly. He was like amongst the crowd and and the people were protecting him, but 
My mama told me never mess with him. He's killed people. That scared the life out of me. When she got us away, all we could do was hide every time we, uh, something came up. Somebody mentioned it. We just, we just went and hid. Gamma kept us safe. The man that took my mama back was part of this group. I know that for a fact. So you're telling me there's a possibility that the corpse fungus thing in my back hallway is from a group of people in Louisiana. Well, I can't guarantee that. I just, I recognize the tattoo. <laughs> so at least we have somewhere to start. Maybe. No? Go to Walmart instead? Check there? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go to Myers. <laughs> oh, there's no S on the end of Myers. <laughs> No, I was going to go to multiple. Oh, oh, It was, it yeah, was plural. It was plural. Jokes nobody outside of Michigan will understand. So I, I think maybe that's our, our first uh, place we should start. What do you guys think? I mean, immediately packing our bags and flying down to Louisiana seems like a bit of a jump. We don't want to... Progress the investigation? No, I was going to... Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just go to the movies, have a nice time, maybe some dinner. <sighs> let's take a break, damn it. <laughs> You've been working too hard. Let's go to Tapas and get some small plates. <laughs> I do like the Tapas restaurant. I like the small plates. I've got a whole collection of them. They don't even look when you take them. They want you to take the sweet. I mean, I'm kind of with Dan. We just got back. Let's at least wait like and make Jeremy say like that we wait like 10 days before we go. What were, what were they after in here, Danny? I don't know. There was that book and it looked like they were just ripping the study apart. I, I don't know if they got anything. I didn't see. As soon as I opened the door and saw the three of them, two of them immediately, like, action movied out of the window and bolted. So if they got anything, I I don't know what it is. And you'd never seen that room before, correct? The study? No, I've seen the study many times the before. The secret room, jackass. Yeah, no, I, that, that, that was, that was new. I did not know that, that Charles had a special hmm. secret tucked away little thing he told me about it you search it pretty thoroughly or i mean i when i saw that they had been in there i i looked around and that's where i found the book and there was maybe a couple others but that was the one that really kind of stood out to me and his old bag but that, there wasn't anything helpful in there all right well i guess we're done with this investigation <laughs> you don't want to go to my lead and i don't give a shit about your book all right thanks for listening uh that's our episode what do you think roy I don't like how 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 those drawings were going on. I, I definitely feel like there's something there. I mean, not to brag, but I was visited by the ghost of Liam Neeson once, so I know a little thing about the paranormal, and this is definitely something that would be categorized as that. And since this is definitely all your fault, Jack, you should pay for the tickets. Oh yeah, we'll get those covered. Hey Danny, do you got a couple thousand dollars I can borrow? Hold on a second. Hey Roy, do you have a couple thousand dollars I could borrow? No. I guess we're gonna just eat more crepes. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you guys look into swinging us airfare Whoa. to Nola? I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna hold up the book over to to Evie at the university. I'm still friends with her. Maybe she can help me figure out what this is, what it means, if it's important in any way. There's one person that you can trust with books. It's a librarian. True. True. Hey, have you seen Samantha at all? Not since I got back, but she seemed pretty spaced out and uninterested, and she was very much off doing her own thing. It just doesn't look like there's any signs of her being here, you know what I mean? Did she ask about me? No. Did you tell her about the voice thing? No. 
I feel like someone should. That's what I was getting at. If, if there's any way we could contact her, just maybe meet for five minutes and, and see it, what's going on. I kind of miss her. I could do it. I wouldn't mind meeting her. I've tried. I've sent her emails. I've called her, but she's not responding on any channel. I mean... Do you mind if I try? I mean, I understand if you don't. Why would you try? If you want to give it a shot, go for it. I don't know where she went, man. Thanks, bro. I'm going to ask her out. <laughs> I just assumed she had found something in one of her, her books that she was so interested in, and she was off Indiana jonesing something somewhere. I don't know. I'd just like to maybe get to the bottom of how Roy is fully healed and her voice came out of his mouth. How do you know it was her voice? You've never heard her voice before. No, Danny told me, jackass. Well, she did know how to summon a ghoul and a ghast, so... It was definitely Whoopi Goldberg's voice. (laughs) (laughs) But from the color purple. Yeah, not from Ghost. Are you sure she wasn't talking for Patrick Swayze? Not from The View. All right, that sounds good. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Roy... I'm going to walk in. This is a computer. You use it to go on the internet and do Can things. Can I shoot it? <laughs> no, Roy, you cannot shoot my computer. Why is it so, like, flat and stuff? Because that's how computers are nowadays. Well, my computer isn't. Because you can put it on top of your lap. Why does it have a screen that lights up? If you want to take a crack at finding us airfare to New Orleans, uh, feel free. Otherwise, uh, I'm heading over to the library if you want to come instead. I, I can book the flights. I don't mind. Okay. You want some help with uh, trying to contact Sam, Jack? Uh, maybe a phone number would be great. I'm going to run into the kitchen, pull a sticky note off the refrigerator, jot down her number, and hand it over to him. Why the hell am I getting cucked out of this? I have her phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, she hasn't responded to either of you two. so I I'm haven't tried. Gonna, in, in light of what has happened, I'm going to just let her know we're in town. If she would like to meet, I will be at this location at this time, and hopefully I get to meet her and figure out what the hell's going on. So you guys head to the library. I'll book us the flights. I'll leave a message for her, and uh, and we'll go from there. I'll keep you guys posted. Okay. Uh, I'm going to grab my keys and head out to the university library. And Roy's tagging along? I guess. Apparently, yeah. So you guys uh, go to be Evie at uh, the library in Arkham. And Jack, are you just hanging around the Blaine Manor? Or are you? Uh... Yeah, I'm going to book the uh, airfare. Okay, so you're on his computer booking the airfare. Yeah, and, and then, uh, but first I'm going to leave the message. So let's Sam. go ahead and uh, start with Jack. Go ahead and make your phone call to Sam. It rings a couple times, and a voice answers. And it's Samantha's voice, you assume. Does that voice sound like the voice I heard coming out of Roy? Yeah, pretty much. It's obviously a recording asking to leave a message. So what does that message say? It's Sam. Can't talk. Samantha, this is Special Agent Whiteside from the FBI. I'm trying to get in contact with you regarding some incident that happened in Texas. If you could return my call at... Jazzy. Or, within the next two hours, I will be at Tapa's restaurant, if you would like to meet there. Do you understand why I wanted to do this now? I could just chill at the Tapa's restaurant. So, Jack, you hang up uh, after leaving your message and uh, hop on the computer. You do happen to find some really nice fares out of Boston to New Orleans. Damn cheap. I will purchase them with Danny's credit card. Like hell you oh, he already has an account on here. Would you like to use your air miles to upgrade to first class for Jack Whiteside? Yes. 
Oh, 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 kosher meal. And kosher meals for everybody. <laughs> Damn it. What a dick. We're definitely going to find out that you are the cause of all of this now. Roy and Dan heading in to see Evie. And she's right there at the librarian desk, and she sees you and, and sort of does a quick double take. And then you can see her features sort of soften slightly as she sees Dan. Oh, hey, Dan. How's it going? Hey, Evie. Long time. Yeah, yeah. It's been, been a while. Yeah, I had uh, some some private detective business down in Texas. And I'm Roy. Oh, nice to meet you. Have I met you before? I don't remember, but... I don't remember, <laughs> but I meet a lot of people. <laughs> Let's just pretend that we just met. Yeah, I, I heard about that, Dan. That uh, sounded pretty harrowing. Oh, yeah, it was it was something else. So, a couple of nights ago, there was a break-in at the house. Oh, my God, is Sam okay? Well, I, I don't know where she is. She, she disappeared before I got back from Texas. I haven't seen her. She's not answering her phone. Oh, that's odd. I haven't heard from her in a while either. I know she was really looking into some books that we keep in the basement archives. That was like two scenarios ago. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I barely remember it. Yeah, I I figured she found something in one of those books about maybe saving Charles or proving his innocence or something. She was pretty hell-bent on, on clearing his name, so... Okay, well, yeah, if you hear anything from her, let me know. Oh, I, definitely. I think she had a couple books uh, left out. She was doing some sort of research on, I don't know, there was uh, some sort of artifacts? You know, I was hoping that she'd uh, return those soon. So I, f- I found uh, a secret chamber... In the study that Charles had hid behind his desk, and one of the things in there that seemed kind of odd to me was this this uh, old book by um, some guy named H.P. Loveland. I wanted to know if you knew anything about this. Well, let me take a look at it. And I'm going to hand her the book. And she takes it, thumbs through it pretty quick, and she's like, well, first of all, this isn't a very old book. This is uh, relatively recent. Looks like he wrote this 15 years ago, so it's pretty new. I've heard of this, but I've never actually seen a copy uh, that Loveland character, he's a, a doctor up at the uh, sanitarium. I think he actually treated Charles. You know what? Now that I think about it, that name does sound familiar. I think he's actually still practicing at the sanitarium. Is he? I've seen him around town. I haven't seen him lately, but last I heard, he was still on the roster as doctor up there. Hey, Roy, you feel like going to visit a doctor in a sanitarium? Uh, Yeah, you know I do. Um, I hope Kid Canada's there. But before we go, do you need me to arbitrarily library use this library? Uh, you certainly can. You could try and find some of his other books. Yeah. Maybe he has something else that connects to this somehow? Let's do that. Library use away. I needed a 69. I got a 47. That's a success. Well, let me see if I might have a handout for you. That's why you ask, fellas. You do find uh, a sort of addendum to that particular book. It seems that whoever checked this out previous actually made a, a few notations and left a little bit of a sticky note at one particular section. So I'm going to go ahead and give this to you and show it to the players. So on the notation from We're Not in Canvas Anymore, The Trappings of a Temporal Mind Tripping by H.P. Loveland, dot, 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 among the more fascinating secrets of the snake worshippers are the Glatmanites who maintain a compound hidden somewhere in the Moripus Swamplands and fastidiously adhere to the beliefs that they possess the ability to traverse time and space. So Dan, I got a theory working here. And what might that theory be? I'm thinking that Jack is setting this all up and he's going to feed us to his voodoo snakes. I like where this theory is going. So I think we should kill Jack. 
I like it. I like it. How are we gonna kill him? I have gun. Oh, I was I was thinking we, we were like dumping a hot vat of tar over and then covering him with feathers. And Please then... don't dump on me. <laughs> I could do that too, and then shoot him. And as you're discussing this, I need to whisper to Gabe really quick. Oh, you pervert! All right, I just click the whisper button and roll twenty, so only you can hear me, Gabe. Can they hear me? Nope. As you're speaking and sort of joking around with uh, Dan about killing Jack, you suddenly hear Jack's voice in your head. It's very faint. It sounds like it's coming from a long ways away, maybe from a different time even. And it says, Samantha, this is Special Agent Whiteside from the FBI. I'm trying to get in contact with you regarding... And it sounds almost like he's leaving a Texas. message on a phone. If you could it's very weird. And you sort of pause mid-conversation and get a concerned look on your face, and I'm going to unwhisper you now. I I th- think we got to just... Let's just go to the sanitarium. Okay. It's been a while, but I, I think I remember how to get there from here. So as you're walking out of the library, uh, Evie is like, Hey, uh, guys, I got uh, I got the sanitarium on the phone. That works too. All right, I'm gonna put it on speaker. Let's uh, let's see. And it rings a couple times, and then uh, you hear like a, a standard sort of press one if you would like to be crazy now. So she waits for the directory and punches in a couple numbers. A, an old lady answers. Doctor Loveland's office. Can I help you? And Evie goes, kind of makes a weird gesture and points the mic towards uh, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Um, I'm 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 Dan Williams. Uh, Doctor yes. Loveland used to treat um my father-in-law, and I uh I was wondering if he was available to to answer a few questions. Young man, I'm sorry. Could you speak up a little bit? What What did you say your name was? Daniel Williams. Daniel Williams. Oh, oh yes. I see. I see you here on the roster. Are you overdue for your medication? No, no. Um, Doctor. Loveland, he used to treat uh, my uh, a guy named uh, Charles Blaine. I'm, I'm engaged to his daughter. We're supposed to get married, and not anymore though. She dumped him. <laughs> now who's that? I'm Roy. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Loveland's not in today. Uh, he he's off. Uh, he's he's doing some field research. Where? Oh, let, let me see where. Um, where did he say that? Oh, 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 he's out. He's out in uh, Louisiana. How long is he in Louisiana? Oh, I, he's been there uh, a couple weeks now. Um, let me see. Where is it? Uh, Some place called Laplace? Hey, guess what, old woman? We're planning to murder him, and you just gave away <laughs> his, his uh, who location. Who is that? Roy, will you, we're not going to murder him. Ignore him. He's an asshole. Thank you very much for that information. You've been uh, very, very helpful. All right, all right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Dr. Loveland know that you called, Charles. Goodbye. Click. <laughs> God damn it, Roy. And Evie's looking at you with just a weird look on her face. Yeah, I have to put up with this all the time now, so... Can we still go to the sanitarium? Those people are, like, a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to Uber up to the sanitarium, be my guest. I'm going to head back to the manor and see how Jack's doing on that airfare. I'm sure he failed at it already, and as we've discussed, he's planning to murder us. Damn, this laptop has a fast connection. <laughs> He probably planted, like, FBI bait on your laptop. I would know because I'm in the FBI, so... What is... What is uh, do, you, do you use taco fish to bait an FBI agent? Yes, or? yes. <laughs> it's mandatory. Tacofishhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we can go back. I mean, I have the suspicion that he might be sitting awkwardly alone in the tapas restaurant. We want to uh, stop by the tapas restaurant and embarrass him? Yeah. Cool. 
So we are going to head out and head over to see if Jack is currently awkwardly sitting alone at a tapas restaurant. I said tapless restaurant. Oh. All right. So you're at the tapas restaurant uh, having some nice lunch. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Samantha is a no-show. Of course. Checking my phone, make sure she didn't leave a message back. <sighs> I'm going to order the uh, escargot and um, some small bread on the small plates. I think I'll have the tapas. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll have two. Do you guys still have those those little mini bite-sized taco fish that you had? Those are those are good. Did... We did. We just got a fresh bash in today. Yeah. Ooh, I'll I'll take an order of the, uh, the 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 mini taco fish then. I might steal one, Danny. And your food shows up. No problem. No problem is the name of the server who gives us our food. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, Jack. Question for you. Two questions. I'll start with the more obvious one because I mean I already know the answer. Yes, eleven. Are inches. you planning to murder us and feed us to snakes? Uh, not till you mentioned it. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, cool. See, suck it, Dan. I told you. Second question. Did you happen to call me by mistake instead of Sam? I don't believe so. Okay. Because why? Did you get my message? Yeah, I did. And I think I must have had my Bluetooth in because I heard it. And I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not either because Samantha's voice said, this is Sam. Leave a message. Oh, well, that's my voicemail, so... Wait, your voicemail is of my ex-fiance... Danny, call her number real quick. I'm gonna pull out my phone and hit Sam's number to call her, and I put it on speaker. All right, you get a nice voicemail message. It's Sam. Leave a message. Sorry. Sorry, I can't talk right now. Uh, I'm hey, serious, Sam. I just can't talk. <laughs> hey, Sam. I'm just not available. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm gonna just throw my phone against the wall. Uh, what hey, the hell Sam? was that beep song? <laughs> it's me, Dan. Again, uh, you still haven't answered any of my calls or text messages or anything. I'm kind of worried after you used Roy as a human megaphone. If you want to call me back and let me know what's going on, I'd really appreciate it. This is uh, this is Dan. I just, in ca- you know, uh, bye. Boy, you exude confidence. Roy, your phone rings. And you can see from the display that it is from... 8675309. Looks like it's from uh, FBI headquarters. See, I told you that you called me. I'll answer my phone. Go for Roy. Hey, Roy, it's uh, Frank Bancroft. How you doing? Uh, you know, pretty terrible. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, I, heard, I heard about what happened uh, down there in Texas. I'm sorry things got kind of screwy. Yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah, well... I know how tough it is for uh, internal uh, investigations to uh, put you through the ringer for a week. I heard about that, too. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, pretty fine considering that I was set on fire and burnt alive. But, you know, we all have our struggles. Yeah, what's up with that? I heard uh, you came out without a scratch. I mean, I'm a fast healer, so. Well, that's good. Must be in your genes or something. I mean, I got, like, 158 brothers, so. That's true. So you just, like adhere them to yourself and then heal that way they're like they're like graphs i was supposed to be triplets but i ate the other two in the womb <laughs> triple the healing well yeah i'm just touching base i know uh you know these kinds of things can be uh you know a little rough uh you know if you want to grab a drink or something happy to kill a little time for you I, who knows how long this investigation is going to take uh that Akeley character he's just he takes his sweet time on this crap you know what i'm saying I do want to do that. That sounds nice. Any news on the suspension? I don't know. They got all that shit wrapped up. You know, they keep to themselves, the internal folks. 
Okay, that's annoying. I mean, this is the FBI. It's not like we're a Myers. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Is it Myers or Myers? There's no S on Meyer. I don't, I've never heard of this place because I live in Massachusetts, so. I've, I've only read about it. It's like a mythological store. I happen to get one issue of the Detroit Free Press every year, and I read about it, so. You know, it's like Whole Foods, you know. I just, I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen it. I've never seen any Whole Foods. I had like a 15-month expedition in a Whole Foods once investigating hipsters and zombies i discovered that they're the same thing so no one has anything to worry about pitching movie ideas folks <laughs> stop giving sci-fi ideas you know uh if you if you want to grab a beer uh, i'm available tomorrow night so uh good luck I'll, I'll talk to you later man all right well i guess we can do that tomorrow night see you then all right see you click all right well i've got our tickets you've got two tickets to paradise and we should pack our bags because we leave tonight i did get a good deal on the tickets though i was gonna say we want to catch a red eye uh all they had available was a brown eye oh hey i just got notification if we want to save a hundred dollars a seat we can go tomorrow night don't know will that flight tomorrow night still get us those kosher meals <laughs> yeah I, I got you your kosher meals okay yep, good yeah i got a seafood meal for myself because being in first class, you get that option. But wait, if we go tomorrow night, I'm not going to be able to say goodbye to my kid. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said that with a straight face. Hey, Dad, can I have a hug? <laughs> yeah, let's go. So you go meet with your buddies, even get any more information, have a lunch maybe and a beer, and then we'll head out tomorrow night. We got a whole day to kill. Till we then. got the brown eye, so we'll be good all night. Oh, the pink eye. Thursday transpires pretty quickly. Uh, you guys pack up. Say goodbye to your kids. Roy gets a text from Frank and says uh, he'll meet you down at the uh, at the local bar for a quick beer before he heads home. Is the local bar next to the tapas restaurant by chance? What's this local bar called? Local bar. It's called the local bar. You see him uh, sitting. He's sort of like this hunched over guy. He's got sort of thinning hair, but uh, you've seen him around and he's been very friendly. And I'll slam his head on the bar. <laughs> Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. shoot the phone out of the bartender's hand. And uh, he greets you, uh, signals for the bartender for another beer. He's he's obviously uh, one deep already. He pats the stool next to him and says, uh, hey, Roy, I, yeah, you're looking pretty good, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking like you. Yeah, well, you know, these long days sure take a toll. Just paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. Uh, not like you out in the field. Uh, well, I mean, you used to be anyways. Wow, thanks. Um, do yourself a favor, get suspended. Right, trust me, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm pretty close to retirement, though. If I could just hack out these next 10 years, I uh, should be uh, sitting pretty on a Caribbean beach with a beauty queen on the either arm and a pina colada. Now he's going to die. Everybody knows the old cop slash FBI agent who says, I'm just about to retire, always dies before they actually get to retire. I, I, I retire tomorrow, just so I can make it through these 24 hours. <laughs> and he drops down. Hey, but at least the Boston Celtics suck, so we got that to look forward to. Right, and the Celtics, too. Those are the worst. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, what, what do you got going on? I mean, just, you know, having fun and uh, going bowling every day? I only bowl, like, every other day, you know, gotta keep it leisurely. We're kind of doing, like, a little road trip down, uh, that's misleading, because we're doing a plane, but kind of <laughs> gonna go down to Louisiana, chillax. It's not Mardi Gras or nothing. That's not till February. It's football season, so there's something. Yeah, all right. And, uh, also, like, there's some supernatural crap going on. Not really a big deal. What's that? Oh, like, you know, like the ghost of Liam Neeson? Like that. All right. Yeah, I heard he's quite big. Yeah. Someone's been taken. And, like, uh, some, like, uh, woman's been whispering uh, in my ear, I am her, or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, 
Well, maybe this uh, suspension isn't the worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, well, maybe you should get suspended and not be able to support your family and shut up, huh? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Don't worry, this round's on me. I'd hope so. So uh, so you're going to New Orleans, huh? That sounds like a blast. I'm not sure if it's New Orleans, but yeah, I didn't book it. That idiot Whiteside booked it, you know him? I know Whiteside, yeah, he's he's a bit of a firecracker. Ain't he around from down there? Yeah, that's, I think that's why we're going. He wants to meet his mom or something. Well, I don't know about that. I think I saw in his file his mom's been missing for a long time. Oh, uh, maybe his dad. I don't pay that much attention. Oh no, his dad's uh, his dad's long dead. Well, maybe he got sisters. Well, he had one. He did have one sister, but she went missing too. Well, what else can you tell me about Whiteside's family? I guess about it. Well, you guys have fun down there. I'm sure it'll be a blast. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, go th- go on some of those ghost tours in New Orleans. Those are fun. And, uh, you know, go to Pat O'Brien's, get some hurricanes. and uh, Definitely going to get into that drunk tank. That, that'll wipe out any uh, voices in your head, trust me. If the alcohol is doing it right, it'll just put more in my head. Well, uh, when you guys get back, uh, I'd like to have dinner with you, have you over to the house. Uh, I'm sure we won't be down there more than a few weeks. All right. Well, uh, just, you know, let me know how it's going. Let me know if I can help with anything. Yeah, definitely. I'll let you know. I'll, uh... Keep your contact and that kind of stuff. All right. Well, cheers, man. Uh, have a good flight. Thanks. Uh, good talking to you. So the three of you guys meet up at the uh, airport, Boston International. The flight is pretty much empty. You guys got the run of the plane. How do you guys like it back there? As a matter of fact, you guys all get free upgrades to first class. Oh, shit. Woo. Dan. What do you want, Roy? You want to hear something funny? Your face? Jack's dad is dead. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> dead parents. <laughs> My parents didn't love me. So your uh, flight attendant tonight is uh, Melanie. Well, hi, boys. How you all doing? Good. How you doing, ma'am? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Can I get you anything? A little pre- pre-flight drink? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Could I get a uh, G&T, please? Absolutely. Right away, i make it a double. How about you, boys? Do you have pure liquid alcohol? Well, uh, we don't on the plane, but I have a little bit in my purse. Can you get me some gasoline? Well, that's what we call it. Me and my brother, we brew it back home. Well, I want I'll some. Bring you a little, I'll bring you just a little sniff to that. How about you, sir? Uh, you know what? Give me a whiskey on the rocks, please. You got it. Coming right up now, boy. Now, put your put your seatbelts on. I know there's hardly anybody on this plane, but you know we want you to be nice and safe. Even though it's not in my character sheet, I just realized that I have a fear of flying. <laughs> <laughs> With frogs. <laughs> Quickly at it. And she brings you some drinks. Uh, they're all done very nicely. And the pilot comes on and says, uh, We'll be getting indoors. It'll be a quick flight. And uh, you take to the air. And uh, as soon as uh, you're airborne, uh, Melanie comes back around. She's, you know, brings you a couple blankets and some pillows. You know, we don't we don't have a uh, dinner on this service. It's uh, overnight. But I can get you guys a little snack if you want something. Oh, I'll take a snack. Ooh, all right. Well, uh, how about you boys? You guys want a snack too, all three of you? <laughs> Ooh, can I have an extra bag of the little peanut since there's no one else around? He really likes the penis. I'm sorry, yeah. I have a peanut allergy, so there's no peanuts on the board. Oh, you have pretzels? I do. I'll take the pretzels. And to think I was going to sexually harass you. Like I said, I'm allergic to nuts. 
<laughs> Great. Now Tumblr is going to be all over us. Thanks. Thanks a lot, I Gabe. I hope so. Thanks, Gabe. Better than Snapchat. The flight goes uh, rather quickly and uneventfully, and you land uh, at the airport. Guess the one thing you guys forgot to do was a rental car. You're an idiot, Jack, and I hate your guts. I rented us BMX bikes. <laughs> Stranger Things 3. I figured we'd just Uber it. We don't need no car. You don't want a car for... Uh... All right, give me your card. Guys, all right, Jack, let me tell you why Uber's a bad idea. Okay, we'll use Tinder. I am an Uber driver. They employed me. Do you think that that's a good company to be using? You're right, let's get a Lyft. Yeah. Hashtag sponsor us, Lyft. Hashtag not sponsored. As you're exiting the plane and get... Actually, you're actually... Got your luggage and everything. Uh, you do see the the there is one rental car <laughs> place open, and its name is Sleazy Mel's Rental Car. Nice. And uh, there's a guy who's behind the desk who looks slightly familiar. Petunia, what are you doing here? Mel. Uh, the guy looks up, and he looks a spitting image to Melanie, the flight attendant. So Mel is short for Melanie. <laughs> And he looks slightly perked up as you uh, approach the counter. He's like, well, how you doing, boys? What can I help you with? Do you have a hot twin sister? Oh, you've met Melanie. Yeah, she's on the uh, the red eye. Wow. Isn't she a peach? Yeah, she is. You're a lucky man. Huh? It's true. <laughs> well, what can I do for you, boys? We need a Cadillac. Ooh, well, I do have a Cadillac for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only car I have left. 1976? So it's pretty much the only Cadillac. And it costs zero dollars per day, right? You're in luck because we keep this one, uh, you know, reserved just for special people. Oh, we're special. Especially Jack. He reaches back and pulls a single key fob with a single key on it. You can see it's a Chevrolet. You said it was a Cadillac. It's a Cavillac. It's a Chevrolet Cavalier. That's exactly right. It's a 1996 Chevy Cavalier Z24 two-tone manual. Mm-hmm. And we like to call her Gazelle. Sorry, I only drive Volkswagen Scirocco's. Well, sir, it's this or walking. I'll walk. All right, we'll take it. He can walk. Dan, I am going to need your car, though. So uh, here's your keys, and uh, just sign here. Do you guys want the uh, fill-up in advance? Who's Philip? And the insurance. And the insurance. Uh, would you like a GPS? By yes, and the GPS. Oh, God, it's my lucky day. Does this insurance cover total destruction? No, no, it only covers scratches and only scra- pre-existing scratches. <laughs> do you have a higher grade of insurance? Oh, I do. Yeah, well, I have uh, this special thing right here. and It's got to be cash only. Dan, pay the man. So you guys uh, walk out and get your beautiful car. Do you have a Rand McNally map for sale? Because I need the $43 one. Absolutely. We got it right here. And what was our total? Five million? (laughs) Can we repaint this car? I don't like the color. That's Gazelle. You can't touch her. Where are you boys headed tonight? I don't know. Where are you headed? Unfortunately, I'm stuck here. Uh, Melanie's actually going to clean up, and then she and I are going home in a couple hours. I was just hoping to give you some directions, that's all. Uh, We're heading uh, out towards... What was the what was the uh, La Paz or something? Oh, like La Paz, yes. La Pla- that's it, what it was. Thank it's you. A, it's a short drive. It only take you about 25, 30 minutes. Oh, cool. good. Thank you. I wonder if that should be in the wiki under locations. Hmm. No, no, that's stupid. That'd be stupid. 
it's only 50 minute drive from Baton Rouge. We could do some cool stuff with guns and football and alligators. All at once. Laplace is a, a small little town, so you, you might want to stop by the travel center, get some uh, documentation of the place. And Oh, you want, you definitely want to talk to old Edgar up that way. He's uh, He'll give you pretty much all the inside scoop of uh, where you should go. And uh, I think it's a place called Riverlands Hotel. It's uh, it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, it used to be once upon a time. But it's uh, pretty much the only hotel in town, if you want to stay in town. Will you do me a favor? Of course. Do you mind booking us a a room tonight? At that at that hotel? Oh, I, I cannot, sir. I'm just the... I know that costs extra. You can just phone ahead if you want. But I'll tell you what, uh, old uh, Igor, he's, uh, he's there all the time. There's like a lot of names that we're about to have to remember because it's a new scenario. I, I, totally, I totally understand. You know, just overwhelming information. We but, were just uh, in Texas and Massachusetts and the 50s. <laughs> and Trust me, it's a whole <laughs> lot of fucking accents. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Hey, Dad. Do you know if there happens to be a screen door in and down? No, no screen door in, but uh, oh. everybody has a screen door, so we got some nice ones around here. I have it with good intelligence that Laplace is one of the country's leading screen door manufacturing cities. We're definitely going to have to take some time out of an episode and piss Jeremy off and do that. But not this episode. Roy, I have never been to one of these factories, but I've heard you talk so much, I need you to give me tours. I mean, we're all going to do this whether Jeremy likes it or not. Who's this Jeremy you keep talking about, Roy? And Dan's a loser and can't come. All right, you guys getting in or what? Shotgun, and I'm going to hop in the passenger seat. I'm starting the car up. You guys are heading out. It is now probably around 2, 3 o'clock. Probably Can three. I put my Go-Go's mixtape in? Absolutely. And uh, according to uh, Google Maps, uh, it's just a quick drive along uh, US 61, just less than a half hour from the airport to Laplace uh, downtown. You cruise past the, we can see in the glimmering darkness, the serpentine shores of the Mississippi River to the south. To the north, you can just make out Lake Pontchartrain, where tall fishing boats trawl the depths for the fresh catch of the day. Who's driving? I think he said Jack was? Yeah, I'm driving. All right. Roll for death. I'm going to need Jack to roll a spot hidden, please. I don't see the road. Fumble. Fumble, please. Ah, I needed a 70 and I got a 73, so I'm going to spend that luck. Take three points of luck, please. What's that reduce you down to in luck-wise? 27. Don't worry, I only have 21, so... I have 52, plebs. It's enough to give you the spot hidden successful description, so... You're about halfway there when you notice a flatbed pickup truck behind accelerating quickly. As you squint into the rearview mirror, you can just make out a grimacing bald man with a scar on one cheek hunched over the steering wheel. In the passenger seat is another man, white blonde hair and dead white eyes, who has a shotgun in his lap. Behind, standing upright in the back and grinning into the wind, are two young men, each holding an aluminum baseball bat. The truck lurches forward toward your rental car. We're in chase. We've never done a chase nice. before. What? Yeah, this is uh, going to be intense. So uh, essentially what we're going to do is we've got your car out uh, two, two beats in front of the truck. And uh, your goal is to obviously get to the end of this chase sequence. Nice. And that means essentially just getting to that last dot. Got it. Okay. 
We're going to calculate the actions. This is Chase on page 132 of the Keeper's uh, Notebook. And uh, the first thing is to find out if there's a difference in the vehicle move rates. So the pickup truck uh, has a move rate of 14, but your standard car also has a rate of 14. So we know that the pickup truck has a little bit better armor. So that's the build. It has a build of six. You have a build of five. Jack, as the driver, is going to be doing most of the rolling here and deciding whether or not to perform certain actions. The first thing we're going to do is determine some dex order. Jack, what's your dex? It is 60. Dan? Uh, 60 as well. All right. And Roy? I have 50, but I'm napping, so it doesn't really matter. And it looks like these guys have 50 as their stat. Haha, <laughs> losers. Jack, you're going to go first. You cannot push any rolls. Okay. During this whole entire sequence, no matter what you choose to do, you can move forward in the chase, and that means just moving one red dot up. You get one action per round. If you want, you can move two red dots. But if you encounter any kind of hazard, you must roll a penalty dice on your drive auto roll to avoid it. Your other action could be to attack. That is, if the other vehicle is within your space, then you can choose to ram them. Passenger actions are normal, so they can fight, they could shoot uh, the firearm, or they uh, could target a tire, but you take a penalty dice for that. I need to move seven dots to safety, boys. Seven dots to safety is the name of my new uh, cover band. Well, can wet cardboard open for you? Yeah, sure. I would like to move forward one. Dan, you have an action to do. Danny, look behind us. What? What? Well, shit. No, it's a truck. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to undo my seatbelt, pull out my 45, roll down the window, and uh, kind of half lean out the side, and I'm going to take a, a pot shot at them. What are you aiming for, buddy? That's what I'm thinking. Can I handle the penalty dice, or should I just, like, shoot at the driver? I, I would just shoot at this point because they're so far away now. Okay. I'm just going to take a pot shot for the windshield, see if I can't hit either the driver or the passenger. All right, go for it. Watch this be over in one shot. Nope. nope. I needed a 43 and I rolled an 88. Don't push the roll because you can't. All right, so your firearm goes uh, astray. Well, I guess you did two things. You woke up Roy and you fired a gun. <laughs> I just assumed that the sound of a gunshot coming from right next to the car would wake him up. It did not wake me up. I'm still sleeping. <laughs> He's like, mm, it's Hill Street Blues. All right, Roy, you are roused from your nap and you can see clearly that you're being chased by a pickup truck full of thugs of some sort? Liza Minnelli, I'm married. Roy, this is the one time in my life I'm going to say it. Shoot him. Without asking questions, I will lean out the window and fire my gun. I needed a 24. I got a 20. That's a success. Nice. Nice. All right, and uh, we're going to see if we can dodge that. Oh, shoot. Nope, he didn't. Right, now you need to roll for damage separately. Four. Four damage. Okay. Damage to the truck. Because the armor on this baby is two, so he's going to take two less damage, so he's only going to take two points. Yeah, but it'll, it'll mess him up, yo. It's better than zero. So that is your guys' actions, and now the driver is going to... Double up. The other, uh, the shotgun buddy is going to... Shotgun your ass. Just the ass, though. Just well, the, the ass, trunk. buddy. What if I fell back asleep? Do either of you guys have a flashlight? Uh, I got a flashlight. I don't think that'll do what I'm thinking, but let's try it. If anybody has a flashlight shining out the back window at him, it'll be hard for them to see us. I'm going to pull out my laser pointer and right in his eyes. <laughs> it's a green one, too. Yeah. Can I throw my fear of fire at him? And he's going he's gonna to try to shoot your tire, I think. Freaking loser. 
Oh, no, it goes wild. He needed a 25, he got a 69, so... And he pumps another one into the chamber, but uh, that'll be next round. You can see the uh, two guys in the back are raising up and leaning over. Tink, 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 hitting the roof with their bats. They're going to try to, yep. So, uh, Jack, mm -hmm. what are you doing, buddy? I am going to move forward. One. I'm not giving in to your ploys of stuff in the road. Well, unfortunately, right there... An alligator crosses the road. You said if I move one, I'm safe. I'm going to need you to make a drive auto oh, roll. that's dumb. Well, in that case, then I'm going to move two. Well, you get a penalty dice if you do yeah. that. Don't don't take the penalty. Dice. There's the penalty because I have a 20 in drive. I needed a 20. I got a 47. Can I try drive roll also? No. I joke roll for drive auto, but I don't want to waste my good rolls. Boys, is Gator on the menu tonight? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> What was that? I just told you it was Gator. The back wheels pick the Gator up and fling it at the truck behind us. <laughs> yes, and, it lands and on he's just chomping. It's like Sharknado, but with Gators. <laughs> Swampnado. I need you to roll a D6 for the build damage to your car. It's not our car. Who cares? Dan's paying for Luckily, it. Luckily, we have insurance. I got a four. Yes, you did. And your build is currently five. So that leaves you with one. Your car is limping along really From an badly. alligator? Yeah, you smashed head into it. The alligator is totally guts all over the highway. And the uh, front grill of the Cavalier is just crashed. And you can see smoke and, uh, and water pouring out from underneath the hood. And uh, Dan, it's your turn. I'm just going to take another shot at the driver. We're going to take a second, recenter, breathe. Remember my army training. Five minutes later. Nope. I needed a 43 and I rolled a 90. I'm really afraid that I'm going to get a fumble here and drop my gun and it's going to, as it lands, shoot me. Well, we never prepared for this. So if we die here, we're the mission's over and the game's over and we're good. So Roy, your turn. I guess I'll shoot at the driver again. 24 extreme. So go ahead and roll your damage. This might take out that damn driver. What? It's a four. All right, uh, so you take aim at the driver and uh, plug him in the shoulder, and the windshield shatters completely in the truck. Oh, good. Now the shotgun guy can shoot out the front rather than the window. <laughs> you do see the uh, the driver is like slightly <laughs> oh. off kilter, and uh, the truck sort of uh, leans a little bit to the left and then pulls back onto the road. And so he's going to move up and come next to you. Gross. God damn it. The shotgun guy is right next to you now. And he's going to take a shot at uh, Jack. I'm just waving at him. Hey, Why maybe, Dan, hey, maybe if you would have hit him sometime. He needed a 25 and he got a 10. That's a hard I'm success. Dead. I'm dead. And uh, 13 damage, but you are protected from two. I'm dead. So what's that leave you? None. I'm dead. What, what do you have and what? 11. You got 11 exactly? Yes. So, I'm driving a car at 60 miles per hour, <laughs> unconscious. I think it's safe to say I'm dead. All right. So here's what happens. The shotgun blast goes off on the driver's side window, and Jack takes it basically to the face, slumps over the wheel, and the Cavalier goes off the road and tumbles into the underbrush on the side of the road. The truck speeds away into the night. I don't have another character, by the way. I know, but that's where we're going to end it tonight. Son of a bitch! I voted for George Bush. Why were they shooting at us? <laughs> Damn it, Roy, you should have been wearing your Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> Welcome to Call of Cthulhu. Tune in next time for more of Chapter 6, The Big Uneasy.
My next character's gonna be a leprechaun. <laughs> we need to launch into recommendos. Let's uh, let's start backwards. Let's go with Matt first. Since my last couple of games have been a little a little less actiony, I figured I should swing the other direction. This week, I'm gonna say you should check out a game called uh, The Division. It's a Tom Clancy game. It takes place in New York, where in this version of New York on Black Friday, there was a super effective genetically modified version of a disease that was released by one man and it ended up absolutely devastating all of New York. The city was quarantined off and in order to kind of bring things back into order, the government activated a group of secret agents known only as the Division. And you play as one of these agents. So it's your job to work your way through New York, you know, taking out the gangs that have kind of taken over the street, helping the the military and the government to clean up and try and take back New York. It's a good game. Me and Brian both played through the the entire main campaign of it, co-op, and we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's a looter shooter, third person. So the whole time you're out there, you know, taking people out, you're they're dropping armor and weapons. And it's this constant cycle of what's better. Do I want a shotgun? Do I want an assault rifle? Do I want a sniper rifle? And it's just uh, a really beautiful world, too. They did a great job with the snowdrop engine. It's a lot of fun, really engaging. And now that the game is actually complete, I'd say if you want it, A, Find the what's called the gold edition, which is the game plus all the DLC because all the additional modes and stuff they added add a lot to the game. And also, this is a first ever. I'm going to say if you want it, wait for it to go on sale. It has been out for a long time and it does go on sale semi regularly. But as of now, they're still charging around full price for the full thing. So wait for it to go on sale and then grab the, the full gold edition with all the DLC and you will have a good time. Gabe, how about you, buddy? Well, I'm going to recommend something that has been talked about numerous occasions on this podcast, though it's never gotten an official recommendo. And I got to tread lightly because at least one of the people involved listens to the show and I don't want to misrepresent him. I'm recommending the podcast, The Good Friends of Jackson Elias. It is it's a Cthulhu horror kind of podcast done by three writers, Matthew Sanderson Paul Fricker and our good friend of the show, Scott Doorward. It's a bit hard to explain because there's never not really an overall theme. Like every episode seems different from each other. And they talk about pretty much everything, at least involving horror and Cthulhu and that kind of things. The most recent one at this time was comedy and role playing games. And they're all really knowledgeable guys. And it's a real good listen to, especially if you like this kind of things. Give a good shout out to some good guys and uh, the good friends of Jackson Elias. All right, I'm going to give Brian a quick reprieve here, and I'll go next. My recommendo for this week is Death Walks on High Heels, the 1971 Giallo from director Luciano Ercoli, starring Frank Wolf with two Fs, Neves Navarro with two Rs, and Simon Andro. Uh, it's the tale of an exotic dancer whose father is murdered on a train, and it turns out that he was a diamond thief. And now someone thinks that she knows where the diamonds are because he was killed and the diamonds, I guess, weren't with his body. So the police are after her. They think that she knows something. The killer's after her. Uh, She's not sure who the killer is. And there's a bunch of twists and turns. She then suspects that her boyfriend is the killer. And so she leaves Paris quickly, even though this is an Italian film. uh, They're in Paris for some reason. And luckily she winds up 
uh, in the arms of a, an admirer because she was an exotic dancer, which means basically a stripper. This new admirer coddles and protects her in a small English town. But unfortunately, uh, the killer also comes to this small town and terrorizes her and everybody else. There's a bit of gore that's kind of fun, but a little uneven here and there. There's plenty of nudity, extended strip sequences, gratuitous blackface, and a mystery you should be able to guess with no problem despite some clever plot devices. It's a really weird movie. It's uh, it's trying to be sexy and, and uh, borders on softcore porn, but it's also so of its age in the 70s. The blackface thing is really weird. And it's a little clever with the... Uh, the twisty stuff. So I, even though I knew who it was all along, it impressed me that it tried to throw me for a loop here and there. So death walks on high heels. Mm. All right. So let's go to sad Keanu. I recommend a series of unfortunate events. If you don't know what it is, I can't really explain it because it gives away the entire premise. Three children are orphaned and someone is trying to steal their fortune by kidnapping them until they come of age. And it's all the antics that happened while they're kidnapped. It is very sad and depressing, and they drove off the road and rolled into the underbrush. <laughs> and their face isn't even there anymore. So go on Netflix and watch it. It's great. You'll love it. It's entertaining and fun. And Neil Patrick Harris is amazing. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all of our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with Sad Keanu in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. Uh, and if anybody knows where I can find a copy of my previously released book, How to Roll Well and Do Other RPG Things, let me know on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if anybody wants to attend the Yay Jack Whiteside is Dead party, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. I am no longer existing. You can find me at Brian Podcasts on Twitter. I'm also on Discord. Look up the Lovecraft tapes. All right. Until next time, roll for. Drive auto. (laughs) The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.